This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. My name's Anthony Padilla, and I spend a day with people who suffer from chronic pain. Cigarettes being burned into my stomach, an ice pick repeatedly being chiseled into my skull, a blowtorch burning my chin with metal clamps ripping me apart. All descriptions that barely convey the persistent pain that people here today experience on a normal basis. By the end of this video, we'll find out if striving to shift their mental perspective to accept pain and thrive regardless has equipped them to face all the struggles that life throws at them with ease, or if this tormenting pain, especially when it's invisible, has left them feeling isolated and trapped in a world of incessant agony. Hello, Kelsey. Hi, Anthony. Brian. Anthony, what's going on? Zach. Hey, Anthony, good to be back. I know it's impossible to accurately put pain into words, but can you attempt for people to understand the sensations that you do feel? I feel like I'm a Coca-Cola can in a hydraulic press, just very slowly, slowly being crushed. I will sneeze and it feels like there's someone inside my, my rib cage just rattling my bones. My head is made of prosciutto and fire ants are eating it. I can also do it with noises, just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like if someone's like putting out a cigarette or something really hot on my skin. Every part below my level of injury, it's almost as if when your leg falls asleep, that feeling where it's like numb and it's like pins and needles. I get that 24 seven. Are you in pain right now? Not so much, but definitely comes and goes with uh, kind of like what I'm doing at the time and how I'm like keeping myself distracted. These headphones kill me. <laughs> headphones are my number one pain trigger. It hits right in the spot that I've had one surgery through. It's hitting on some of the titanium plates. Do you need to swap them? We're gonna get through it. There's a baseline of pain at every moment of my life. The longer I sit here and take stock of my body, the more I'm aware of it. Does talking about it like this make it more prominent for you? Not to make you feel bad, but yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not gonna make Zach feel worse. You want me to hurt you? Do you want me to hurt you? Yes, daddy. How long have you been feeling these pains? I got injured when I was 19 snowboarding. So coming up on 13 years, I was paralyzed from the waist down. And then that led to a lot of complications with not like just back pain, but more like the neuropathic pain. I've had some form of AS since middle school. You've heard old men say that like their bones ache when the rain's coming. That was me at, at age 12. Seven years ago, I had surgery to correct a jaw issue. And during the surgery, there was a nerve injury made by the doctor. And here we are. What type of chronic pain do you experience specifically? The proper name is neuropathic pain. I fell about 35 feet off a jump, so I landed straight on my back. Just had so much adrenaline pumping into me, so I didn't feel anything. I have something called ankylosing spondylitis. It is an inflammatory autoimmune disease. My body is trying to make more bone in places there shouldn't be bone. There's a story that if you put a frog in a pot of boiling water, it'll jump right out. But if you put a frog in normal water, and slowly increase the temperature, it'll just sit there until it burns itself to death. That was me for years. I have something called trigeminal neuralgia, which is a neuropathic chronic pain condition. The thing that is my daily 
nuisance is called anesthesia dolorosa, which uh, is localized to the front portion of my face and chin and teeth and gums and neck. Left the hospital, pain meds in hand, was told to just keep waiting that I'll heal. And it just got worse and worse the more that I came back to life, so to speak. So did you go on the internet and be like, all right, let's learn about this suicide disease. Before there were any forms of treatment, one in three people actually took their own lives due to the pain of this condition. It's like a very painful, disruptive, life-altering condition. Did you ever feel like you had to really struggle to get that recognition and that diagnosis? Yeah, and it's unfortunate that I'm still experiencing that with doctors. Even doctors have bias. Over 50% of American people have experienced chronic pain at some point in their lifetime. It's invisible. A lot of times you can't see chronic pain unless you have something physically showing outward to the world, like something that people might believe you more. It is incredibly challenging to have doctors take your pain seriously. I told my doctor that I was having trouble sleeping and that my back hurt all the time. And I was told, hey, maybe try yoga. Uh, well, yeah, you're like not in great shape. Maybe you should work out a little more. He just told me to take ibuprofen. And I'm like, dude, don't you see that I'm like, talking about this every time I see you. I literally screamed at this guy at the doctor's office. I'm like, I'm not sleeping. I fucking hurt all the time. This is crazy. You have to fucking do something. To get a diagnosis was so affirming. It meant that this was real, that there were others that had gone through the same thing and that there was a roadmap. A professional who does this for a living said, oh, there's no doubt you have trigeminal neuralgia and anesthesia dolorosa. And I was like, fuck. I can say from experience that it makes you unhuman. Having a flare, I drove to one hospital who wouldn't see me, drove to another hospital who hooked me up, feeding me meds, and they were telling us, there is no opiate that is going to take away this pain. We just have to wait it out. And I'm thrashing, like almost gonna punch a nurse. I'm hallucinating because I hadn't slept for 48 hours. There's no words to describe that mind fuck of like, what do you mean? Like, there's no help, there's no hope, there's no cure. Have you had to go through a period of mourning that loss, that different life that you now have to live? The idea that you can't be the same person anymore. That is so terrifying and there's a phase of denial. You really do have to go through a very long process of recognition and acceptance that your life is not the same anymore. Never in a million years would I ever think that something I loved, I could get hurt from. And so that moment that when it happened, I would replay that moment in my head, like, why did I do that? That sense of regret and that constant replay in your head was, I guess, in its own way the biggest source of pain for me. A lot of my depression stemmed from the fact that I was living my life in the past thinking of all the things that I used to do and used to be able to do, and then not yeah. thinking about in the present what I can do to shift that mindset. When you deal with something so chronic, like the pain that you're experiencing, do you ever get used to it? I understand the patterns, I expect it. It's becoming more predictable, but you don't get used to hurting. <laughs> you know, you don't right. you don't wake up one day and go like, oh, I know you, you're fine, come on over, bud. How are you able to remain positive? How are you able to find that light 
in your daily life. Because life sucks if you don't. At the end of the day, you are your own responsibility because no one else is gonna help you. So how you live your life is your choice. You only get one of these. While I'm on this fucking blue marble floating in, on a rock in space, like, yeah, I'm gonna try and have fun and do the things that make me happy. Do you ever feel obligated to prove that you are in pain, that you're actually in pain to people who can't see it? If I'm not talking about it, I'm in pain. If I'm vocalizing it, that means something's really going wrong. I don't look sick and yeah. I don't look disabled. I am. I need to remind even the closest people in my life sometimes that, hey, I don't, I have limited energy in the day. There are things that I can't do. I have days where brain fog totally takes over my life and I'm just not gonna be able to do anything. Do you ever feel like a portion of your brain is dedicated to constantly processing that pain that you're experiencing? Like RAM? You're like, damn, I really wish I could end this task. Control, I think <laughs> I think there is a portion of my brain that's always registering this, like the numbness or like the nerve pain. I've realized there's so much more to life to live that this is now like kind of just something in the background. Has your pain ever affected your mental health? Even I struggled with depression and anxiety and panic that came along and agoraphobia. It's something that's happening, a chemical reaction in your body and there's no way that your mental health isn't affected by chronic pain. You can't like outsmart pain. We can yeah. certainly do things to, to, to dim the lights a little bit on pain, but there is, so much stigma around talking about it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to vocalize it too for fear of making it more real. There are some days where your body is just, it's spending energy that you can't see and there's nothing left for up here. Feel like you're lost in this fog. You, you just can't concentrate. Even the simplest task you just can't do. And, and the close mm. thing I can relate it to is a really extreme depression where you just can't will yourself to do anything. Do you ever feel like a burden to others? That sense of being a burden coupled with like depression makes you really think about like, man, like, is it really worth being here? When you're going through that extreme bout of depression and you're contemplating suicide, you're thinking about it. I think oftentimes from the outsider looking in, you're thinking like, that's so selfish of you to even have those thoughts, right? But if you're the person going through that, you almost feel like it's a very selfless act. So you're thinking like, no, like I'm taking up all these resources around the world. I have all these people who worry about me. Like I'm causing them pain. I'm in pain. That level of pain and depression was really hitting me hard. I think the first like year or two when I was like after my injury. And I think masking that with, with drugs and stuff like that was, you know, uh, an escape. I am not good at keeping uh, people up to date, uh, my family especially, and they get really mad at me. When I made my first video about AS, they're like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? You didn't tell us this. They had no idea your pain was that bad or constant. I put up certain boundaries in my relationships because it's really tempting, right, with, with my fiance, every time I'm in pain to, to complain and to ask for help. And there's the temptation to turn her into a caretaker. That doesn't mean that I don't tell her how I'm feeling. Doesn't mean that I don't tell her when I'm having a shitty day, but I have a support system of other spoonies of people with chronic pain that I can text and talk to about some of the specifics so that I'm not just venting to one person all of the time. I've had no choice but to understand how pain works scientifically. 
to understand that I, as a person, can turn the alarm bells off and try and right. comfort myself. When you experience pain, you touch a hot stove, your nerves pick up on that heat. They know it's too hot, it's gonna damage the body. So it sends receptors through cells that hit your spinal cord that go up to your brain. And your brain is the thing that actually recognizes the pain and goes, oh, that's too fucking hot. Let's send a signal down the arm to say, hey, you should move that arm. But what happens with chronic pain is that you could be touching a pillow and your receptors will go, uh-oh, this is hot, this is dangerous. Let's send those signals back up to my brain again. And brain's going, oh yeah, I remember yeah. that because I've, I've had pain there before. So our brains are essentially getting stuck in a feedback loop of danger, fear, pain when we experience chronic pain. To say that the, that the pain starts in the brain doesn't mean that the pain is not real at all. But I almost feel like it's controversial to say it even though science proves it. Well, cause it makes you feel fucking crazy. If you tell someone like, just think your way, you're like, eat my ass. Like there's no way I'm gonna think positively out of this pain flare, like in the thick of it, no way. Mindset does have the ability to take away a small amount of pain. Hondo percento. And I encourage people that feel like that's not true to like dive into that thought of why do you think that that's not true? Really getting more into the science and the weeds of these things makes it more understandable for me to then put it into actual practice to my life. How has your relationship with physical pain changed the way that you perceive pain in general, whether it be you know emotional or psychological? All my life, I uh, considered myself a, a weak person. I now realize uh, I'm the strongest fucking person I know. I have had to become a stronger person mentally to deal with the physical pain. And I don't want to frame it in a way that says like, oh, I've learned so much from this t disease. It's made me a better person. But no, I, I've, I've stepped up to the plate. Can you get into all the ways that you've tried to battle this pain through the medication, through the experimental items and procedures and journeys. Before we continue learning about the world of chronic pain, I'd like to thank you for supporting this series in all the ways that you already do. As we increase listeners to the podcast, we are actually finding that we're able to expand this entire series in a ton of different ways, and it is a huge help. But if you're just looking for a quick way to support, we'll reinvest every single penny of the sales of our U2s figure, which you can get by using the link down in the description below. And of course, this series is made possible by our sponsors like BetterHelp. If you've been keeping up with this series, you know that therapy has been really beneficial in shaping who I am today by allowing me to have empathy for my younger self and therefore understand who I am today a little more. But therapy can be customized to whatever feels right for you and can be useful in providing tools to help with motivation or feelings of depression, anxiety, stress, insecurity, or whatever else you might specifically need. BetterHelp has been continuing to improve throughout the years and screens all their therapists to ensure that they have experience and that they're licensed and certified and provides customized therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your licensed therapist. So you don't have to see anyone or speak over the phone if that's not something that you're entirely comfortable with. As many of you know by now, therapy can be expensive and the price of finding a therapist that you like and connect with can be overwhelming, which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy where you can start communicating with your licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. So thank you to BetterHelp who are giving us spend a day with viewers and listeners of the podcast 
10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Padilla. That's betterhelp.com slash Padilla. Now, back to the world of chronic pain. Can you get into all the ways that you've tried to battle this pain through the medication, through the experimental items and procedures and journeys? Laser therapy, light therapy. I did crystal healing, nerve blocks, medications, acupuncture, neck stretcher. It's also really good for TMJ, people that have jaw problems. A lot of people have clenched their jaws when they sleep. This one, I'll just like push and like lay my face on and it's very spiky. For the last three months, I was making a video uh, about trying psilocybin for chronic pain. Every day that I used it, I ended up naked in my backyard, like doing art. And that was like really amazing for my mental health. So it didn't necessarily help your physical pain, but it did help your mental health. Still a win in my book. I take a medicine, I'm on my fifth one. It's a little shot in my tummy, either once a week or once a month. I have mm. a nerve medicine. Um, I take CBD every single day. Um, mm. I smoke weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I take ibuprofen on the days where the CBD doesn't work well enough. I have so many toys and gadgets. Kelsey and I, who's in this video, we came yeah. this close to going to a mansion in Mexico for a shrooms retreat. I'm gonna take shrooms uh, every five days for like three months. Oh. Sounds fun. Might still do that. Sure. Just recreationally. It might help or... If my videos get really weird, you'll know why. <laughs> And that's just Zach without pain. If you can't handle me at my neck pain, then you don't deserve it. <laughs> when you have chronic pain, you are willing to try anything and everything. Because if there's even a 1% a chance it works, mm. or if it even improves you 1%, that's something I'm willing to do. You said many times that you refuse to allow your pain to be your entire identity. I am so much more than my fucking pain. I am a producer, I am a writer, I am a content creator, I am a comedian, I am a girlfriend, I am a daughter. I do give amazing head despite what the world has thrown at me. Like there are so Damn. many things, Damn. right? Gotta say it. I have to know that I am more than this thing that has taken up so much of my life and physical experience. Every decision I make in a day is defined by my pain. That said, I don't let the pain define me and what I care about and what I believe and who I am and how I feel because that's the one thing I can control. It controls my body, I control my mind, so I say pain, fuck you, I'm in charge. Let's watch some Yellow Jackets. For anyone watching who's experiencing chronic pain, whether it be something similar to you, whether it be something physical or even just chronic emotional, psychological pain. Is there anything that you want to say to them? You can start over and over and over and over again on your healing journey. You are never stuck. You are never forced into a feedback loop or pattern of unhealthiness and you have got to take care of yourself before you can take care of everyone else. What do you think is the biggest misconception about people who experience chronic pain? That we're incapable of experiencing full physical, emotional lives that we're supposed to be confined to a bed or depressed all the time. And that's just not fucking true. All right, you got five seconds to shout out or promote anything you want directly into your camera. 
Go. Check out Neuro. We make functional gum and mints. Started the company with my best friend. We make supplements in gum and mint form that help promote a healthy body and mind. Listen to disabled people. Kelsey Darren, all the things. Buy my book. Listen to my podcasts. Guys, if you're here, if you're watching, give this channel a subscribe. Look, Anthony's working hard. He's doing a good thing here. He doesn't have to do this. Let's be clear. Anthony could definitely do much easier content and probably still make a decent living. I yeah, have you ever heard of slime? It's cool, it squishes. I don't know if you realize that like you're putting in way more effort than you need. To you're telling me that I could do less? Oh, you could just so easy, my man. You could just fucking do some bullshit uh, probably make enough. Well, there you have it. I spent a day with people who suffer from chronic pain and I feel like I have a much better understanding of the connection between mind, body, and pain. While completely escaping chronic pain may never be an option, they found the ability to adjust the way they process and react to it. And it goes without saying that everyone experiences some sort of mental or physical pain, and you never truly know what's going on behind the scenes. This is the part where I always cry. So like, huh, let me like, Breathe through it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it takes your time. And my nipples get hard when I cry. It's so awkward. <laughs> like, people are always like, is she horny? <laughs> it's a good thing you're wearing a baggy shirt. No, no, everyone should have access to this. Everyone right needs now. to see this. Everyone needs to see my hard nipples.